Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hi. 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 <laughs> All right, Dev, what do you got for us today? A lack of love. Love needs to be present. A lack of it will diminish everything into mediocrity. The word love, when used in relationship to business, undoubtedly causes some to roll eyes and some to think, what a dopey thing to say. But the creative process and the business surrounding it, if devoid of love, is a very hollow endeavor. That was from Richard Taylor, which is the uh, co-founder and creative director of Weta Workshop. Okay. Down in New Zealand. Taylor. Yeah. Nice. Weta. Weta. If you've ever watched (laughs) any, uh, like, uh, making of of Lord of the Rings, he's the the main guy. He runs the shop pretty much. Um, And he's the man. I... uh, I love hearing him talk about making things and I, I'm going to do an early recommendation cause it goes, I was, I was watching tested. So obviously yeah. tested, but they've been doing a series of in 2020, I think they went down to Weta and they, they toured this, um, well, well they like toured the, what they yeah. toured Weta workshop, but Weta workshops now doing this thing called Weta workshop unleashed. Yeah, where like you the can, bigotures and stuff. Yeah, and, so they it's like yeah. it's a tour of things they've made, but it's also they're making all new things. So oh, that's that, sweet. There's this great video called uh well uh Adam Savage visits Weta Workshops Dragon Fire Forge. So it's just a, you know, Weta version fantasy forge that they're making. Yeah. But right, you know, right. the anvil, you can lift it up cuz it's made of like polystyrene and like <laughs> <laughs> there's all these things, but the the videos Adam and Richard just walking around this like set that they they're in yeah. the middle of building and talking about every little thing and and um Richard Taylor he like knows every person that's made everything like oh these are made by this guy and this guy did a great job on this and look at this and every little bit yeah. is like something fun and interesting that they've like crafted right. like the yeah. gloves and the shoes and this and all the um uh-huh. Uh, all the stuff around the anvil and all the weapons, like it's tried to make the fire look real. And, and this, and oh, and there's one part where he, there's the, uh, the forge coals, right? That are like glowing. Right. And he's like, yeah, I just, I watched something on, I don't know if it was YouTube, but he was like, the internet just read up and, and found out this little trick, how to make this, you know? <laughs> so he's also this pro, this guy who's made, you know, Lord of the Rings and Mad Max, yeah, all these right. great movies. He's still he's going on. He, yeah. He's still going yeah. online and looking. Oh, that's cool! Look at that. <laughs> still and, looking for tips and tricks. Yeah, and trying and, and trying yeah. things. But it's, it's a really cool video. And he talks. I mean, he's still he's like the head of the place, but he still makes little bits and bobs and and they all just uh, roll their sleeves up and 
get to work. It's it's a cool series of videos. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching the one where they're they're like showing the part of like one of the bigotures that they've been working on for a while, and just like talking about the way they did the rocks and things where they can take casts of rock that's actually there in New Zealand, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a good rock because it like it looks uh, like rock that's normal size when you're standing next to it but it also looks like a cliff from a distance you know like the amount of the size variation in the texture of it is so versatile and when they're filming it they can film it and it look like a cliff edge but it could also look like a, a rock that you're sitting on you know right. so it's like that was pretty cool and you know they're actually casting real rock and then using those casts or making molds of real rock and using those to make all their plaster casts and stuff and all their you know they're like lightweight bigotures and stuff. So yeah cool. yeah yeah I like but, um, that though. I like that you know that he uh, he knows everybody's name. He knows everyone who's working there, and that's that like like your quote was saying. You know, a company run with love. <laughs> like you know, yeah. people want to work there because you know it's it's a welcoming place, right? Know? And and he's not saying love to be like you said dopey or hokey. He's right. doing it that if you don't love the the art of what you're doing, the creative aspect it will diminish into mediocrity, which is true. It's like any, right. any job that people don't like being and they just do the bare, do the minimum, bare minimum, bare minimum yep. to get by. And that's mediocrity. So, yeah. yeah, but not everyone's lucky enough to work at what a workshop. So it's a little bit easier there to <laughs> right, exactly. have fun at work. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that's the same thing. All these big companies like Google and Amazon, I mean, all these companies are, and a lot of new places are, are building in that type of, uh, excitement to come to work you know whether that's like a break room that's got like some you know like a beer tap you know you can have a beer during lunch or you can or like a weight room or you know like (laughs) that's a thing is that a place (laughs) yeah well i mean i know that like uh our buddy tom you know used to work at a bunch of different video game companies and they all like their break rooms are all like loaded you know like with all sorts of cool stuff make you want to stay at work yeah yeah you're there at six, seven, eight o'clock, and you go to the go to the break room and get some good dinner thing out of it, and grab a Red Bull, and you know it's all there for them. You know, it makes yeah. them want to stay. So, yeah, man. yeah, like yeah, I think that's important too. It's like ideally we could all have jobs that we love, and and you know, employers that feel that same way, and you can't all, but but at least you can. I guess I guess the the point is that you should you should be able to enjoy your job and appreciate the the at least the the employment enough that you will want to work hard for your employer and yeah. that is helped by someone who shows appreciation to their employees even if it's a job you don't like you know you're like working yeah. on like a road team you're like putting down blacktop <laughs> but if you're but if you're like your boss likes you you know and and or he's like you know is appreciative and shows that then you want to work hard for them no matter what it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, um, but if it's more creative endeavor, right. Yeah. Aimed. Yeah. That's, I, that's where I think you have to have some type of love in what you're doing. And that's just the thing. Right. Most creative people, you get excited over something you're doing and that's just that, uh, few that's like shows through. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like we say, whatever you get excited about, just follow that. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, this part's kind of boring. This part's kind of... I love this part. Yeah. All right, right. Fo- focus on that part. That's probably going to be your... And probably what you're best at as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. The thing that comes easy and, and is, is fun to do. Right. 
I think that I mean that obviously also comes through in our YouTube channel. It's like the it's like what what's the next cool thing that I can make that is interesting to me, you know? And like following up on that and I think that comes through and shows the interest when there's you know, and I think even even if it's something that I didn't think of like automatically that would be really interesting to make or do, it's like there's always elements of creating that are exciting to me. You know, if if nothing else, it's the end of like knowing that you went from a bunch of pieces of stuff and then you come away with a thing that does something, you know, and it does it the way you want it to do it, or at least, you know, how you've compromised to get them to do what you <laughs> wanted to do. Speaking of compromise and not finishing exactly <laughs> what we wanted to do, I just got done exporting or oh, nice. rendering and exporting to a file that I can send to YouTube, the toy box, the not so magical toy box. Right, yeah. <laughs> that that you made for my daughter. Um uh, but the video is good, and it's kind of like a jigsaw video. Yeah, uh, and I left nice. a lot of I left a lot of the parts in where you're just kind of holding pieces up, going back, side, side. <laughs> yeah, and right. then you pull one over, and you kind of lay it. Then you go, okay, that's five. Okay, because <laughs> it's kind of yeah, and it's you kind of work along. When I was watching, I was working along with you. Like, oh, okay, that's because right. up until like five minutes into the video, it's stacks of wood. Right, yeah, and then exactly. we start to see you pull it up, hold it. Oh, that's cool. That 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 that, and then yeah. I'm trying to get a, um, I don't know. I always have a, a good idea of trying to give people a wide picture of what's happening. Right. Like sometimes, if it's all close ups, you don't know what the hell's going on. It looks yeah. nice, and it's yeah. cool to see that. <laughs> right. But you need to go wide. And literally, it's what show the show the zoom out of the map and see your right. whole like your whole journey. Right. Oh, exactly. that's that. That's this. I got to do this and this. So yeah, just staying you, yeah, you staying that. wide. Sometime you have to see all the tools and everything. Right. And, and well, especially for this, this is like one of the bigger things you've made. So it's right. So you stay out a little bit, but yeah, I mean, because you know, working with something like that, we have we have an idea of how it's going to look at the end, and then going from that idea, you have to put together the cut sheet, you know, so I had to get the wood and then cut out all the pieces and you don't really know how it's going to fit together until everything's cut and then put together, you know, or yeah. at least like stood up in place. Like you said, yeah. And this and being was... able to, you know, zoom out a little bit and get a bit broader perspective on the whole project. You understand, okay, that's all these things are coming together. Not just, you know, left side, right side. They look exactly right. the same bottom, right. front, back, right. you know, they're a little different, but yeah. Um, more cuts. <laughs> so that's cool. It's cool to see it come together and then figure out how to screw it together and hide most of the things. And, and right. then it's just kind of done at the end. And I, I just got some shots yesterday of Maeve playing, you know, in the toy box, reaching nice. in, you know, <laughs> going great. in the, going in the bottom, like reaching in the bottom nice. hidden, yeah, hidden little... panel thing. All right. But so... yeah, we wanted to do it where there was an auto lift auto, button yeah yeah that, right that was going to be like an angle like oh like it's a toy box but we'll do magical so you push a button and it pops open right um and then also a hidden floor or a hidden bottom yeah, like, yeah hidden bottom right so there's that like extra uh space in the bottom which we did do that and then yeah. you know we have we have the cloth the soft close and soft open but it just you couldn't get that like full spring latch without right. you know without taking a decent more time and buying more things and you know it could have it could have worked but we, it uh it wasn't imperative for the outcome of the toy box 
that yeah. it had to have the magic button, you know, like and, the, and the spring release button. You said, well, there's a, we get to that point in the video and you say, well, we're going to, we're going to abandon the, the button. Uh, we, we got like this, this gap here that we're thinking of how to get it to pop up because we just put the hydraulic lift in. What can we do to get it to extend and pop up the first six inches to get it to keep going and this and that. But right. then you also say, well, uh, Caitlin's daughter also needs her toy box. It's been six months. And now right. since the beginning of that video, it's been a year. So, I mean, yeah. it's like one of the longest videos we've ever done. Not, right. <laughs> not any design by any design. It's just, uh, every, like we got halfway done and we had to do other videos. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then we just kept having, we're doing other videos and not, not ever finishing this one, but we finally got it done. Yeah. Um, and you say that in the video, oh, we had to get rid of this. And, but right. also it is a, it was a point for, if you have an idea how to do this, leave a comment, which right. is actually a good, a real ask. Like, yeah. Hey, if you have an idea, <laughs> let us know. And we could always come back to it and just make that button. Right. Yeah, like because that. like, you know, there were definitely like I had a whole design drawn out of how I was going to make the button and how I was going to have a like a, you know, a quick release or whatever, a latch that you could push and it yeah. would release it. Yeah, we talked and, a, a good yeah. deal about it. Right. So we had we had the, the the theory, you know, like I had the design and the theory was there, but it was just it was getting the actual mechanics working or the the right mechanism to make it work, right? I had the I had the mechanics of the button, but like the what we ended up getting was some um, gas struts to like you know let the let the whole thing spring out, and we had some spring hinges and things which seemed like they were gonna work, but then they weren't strong enough, and so there was like it was just I guess the the idea is that we could have gotten there, like we could have bought more stuff and tried more things, and we definitely could have gotten there, but in that situation. It, it wasn't imperative for the function of the final product to right. do that. You know? To hold toys. It can yeah, hold toys. Exactly. It's a toy right. box. <laughs> yeah. And it has a soft close. It's not going to close on our fingers. You know, you can kind of soft close, soft open, you know, so it does that. It does what we wanted. Like we wanted to have something that was fun that would like open and close kind of on its own softly. And so it does that. But, right. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I think it's important sometimes to, to understand when you can back off of an idea and you can be happy with what you have. Right. You know, obviously you want to push yourself a lot of times to like go, you know, get what you want get to that end goal. But sometimes it's not, not as important to get to that final end goal that you thought you had an idea for, but you've come to a point where you've reached like a perfectly capable final product. Right. And it may not be exactly what your end product was, but I guess that's, you know, that just gives you creative drive to try to do something in the future or later that might work better or, you know, try again. Yeah. And it, it was another just iteration. A, yeah. And so you just run out of time. I mean, we just, we yeah. had shot a lot longer than we thought we would on it. There kept right, being yeah. things like we had the spring hinges that we would thought, thought would pop it up. That didn't. And we had to yeah. figure out how to put them in because there was an extra gap in the back. And should we put something on the top? <laughs> it was like every step of the way, other than cutting the stuff out, that was the easy part. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. We pretty much had it all screwed together except for the lid in the bottom. And yeah, that, like two days. We, <laughs> it, it was still another like three or four shooting days of like yeah, little right. bits and bobs. Like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that didn't work. Let's do yeah. it. And then like you said, then we had other like deadline videos to come out with and things. Yeah. And we had to like put it on hold a couple times and 
And then it was just like, you just guys need a toy box for, for Maeve. You know? Right. I mean, we had a big a cardboard box, literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for all, all the big toys she had in the living room. So I was like, all right, we need we need something now. And just, my yeah, wife right. had asked me multiple times about it. So I was like, all right, let's just yeah. wrap it up and then take it home. And we, we uh, sanded and painted it. And uh, right. the only thing that it's works great, the only thing is the sides are still a little too tight. A little too tight, so I'll yeah, just have to. I'll have to trim it way. I mean, we should we should have cut right. off like another quarter, uh, more a quarter, right? Sides, that's yeah. right, just uh, any warping because it was like perfect until we let it sit in the wet basement for yeah right. six months and then just everything <laughs> squish sides or something expands just or something warped shrunk. a little yeah, bit, yeah, just enough to to be like touching yeah on the sides yeah. of, the, of the top when it when it springs open yeah yeah half the time we just leave it open but. <laughs> <laughs> it, it still does the the job, yeah. And that bottom s- space is great for like uh, puzzles yeah. and all that stuff that you want to put away and like right. keep intact until the next time you can like pull them out for. Right. Yeah. Like here's and, this yeah. and here's that. Like let's yeah. play with these now. And then you know, it's right. Not just, it, yeah. It's right. not just you know the puzzle flips over in the toy box and it's like all the pieces are you know all you never inside. find them. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing too. It's like having a place where you can put in flat stuff that's right. not in the bottom of the toy box, right? Because right. then you got to unload all the toys to get out the mm-hmm. flat stuff. So you can put yeah puzzles and games and whatever. You have a, a space in the bottom to slide them in from the front. Yeah, which that was cool. I think that turned out really well. That like hidden, hidden to uh, hidden space underneath. You know, so it's just that trim piece across the front, but it's magnetized. So you just pop it out and boop, it opens up. You yeah, a hidden space in there. So. A slightly magical toy box. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll we'll figure out, and hopefully we can put it out. I don't know. We we still have to get okay from sponsors because we also recorded a new sponsorship ad for it. Yep, yep. Of Dustin doing watercolor and us talking about a uh, a uh, watercolor video yeah, on video. Skillshare. So right, and I thought that was like I thought that was kind of. Um, I guess an important aspect of what I do as a creative person is that I have a wide variety of skill sets that I pull from and all those Mm. things help to influence what I'm, what we do on the channel. Yeah. And so, you know, if it's composing on a knife, you know, like where I want the proportions of a blade and a handle and the guard and all to seem really nice, you know, those, that like ability to compose and to, to understand proportions all come from, you know, my years and years of doing painting from observation or drawing from observation or, you know, ceramics. It's just like all those fine art skills all come out in, in craft skills as well. So I thought that was kind of a cool angle and not one that I've seen all that often that people, you know, makers don't often talk about how fine art is important to what they do. Yes. I mean, I think they do, but maybe not on sponsorships. So, I think that'd be kind of a cool angle. Yeah, yeah I, I put it together and it's, it's it's nice. So sweet. That'll wow. be in our video, and we won't put we won't put a YouTube ad on it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking that unless there's a really long video, maybe this bow video. Who knows how long it'll right. be? But if if there's an ad we put on it, I don't think we'll. I'll I'll add a, another an YouTube ad, ad. with a sponsorship. Yeah. So right. at least you can sit through the whole thing and or just skip through. Right our ad in the middle like it doesn't yeah. matter but if you do you don't have to you can skip through it but if you do want to support us sign up for a skillshare oh, thing using absolutely. one of our links so the sponsor keeps us around yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I know you mentioned that on the podcast already, but you know, it is it would really help to you know have people support the sponsors and Skillshare is obviously a huge sponsor and sponsors tons and tons of other channels, and so yeah. it's not hurting for users, but it helps them understand that our viewers and our listeners are influenced by some of what we do. You we know need, what we say. We need to get so. a sponsorship that doesn't have links. Because then they really, they really know. They know exactly how many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we just need, like, Coca-Cola. <laughs> just in general, we're putting out the word for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not how it works. <laughs> just in general. Well, it does. Yeah, I mean, that is yeah, how ads work. Yeah, I know. Except saying, for modern much. YouTube yeah. apps where they want you to sign up for a link. They want everyone to yeah. sign up for stuff. You can't. It's like. Right. It's not just the ad. Well, that's because that's how they know if they're their money is being put in the right places right you know they have the analytic well, of true of yes you know if, if you sponsor a video and then you get yeah. a bunch of sign-ons from that video you're going to keep sponsoring that true that but i mean even if they don't if you get a million views they're still going to sponsor right. you right exactly but yeah. um if you get neither they might not so yes we're going <laughs> to keep plugging away and we got two big videos coming up one which yeah. we already started and you put that picture out on instagram that was cool um, yeah, that's awesome. Video number one hundred. Yeah, yeah it'll be the will be the Warbo. I'm excited, man. I was getting excited just working on it when we were doing it the other day. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I want to make bows more often. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that that's gonna be awesome. I'm excited to to have something that strong and shoot it and you know just that amount of power behind that. And I was actually uh, I was talking to mom and dad today, and dad mentioned like he's like, yeah, you have to get some real big heavy arrows and i was like oh you're right i will have to get something like heavier to shoot out of it i mean those like like the east yeah i mean nor- my like normal wooden arrows i i wouldn't shoot out of it just because it might be it's you know it'll it's high that draw weight is really high you can just get some carbon fiber ones yeah right or like aluminum eastern arrows like the ones that you know you can get for two or three bucks at dicks right. or whatever you know right. so i'll get a couple of those to shoot for the video maybe i'll paint them something fun or something you know customize them but yeah that'll be that'll be interesting and that might be kind of a fun uh we could do like a distance test i was thinking about that too like go out on the golf course and shoot you know try to shoot a thousand yards or something and see how that how it goes it'd be really cool you know maybe even do like take um like my like the 50 pound hickory bow and then the 65 pound osage and and then the 100 pound osage and see the difference you know where they if they if they make if it's a considerable distance as far or considerable difference as far as distance goes, yeah. Cool. Someone someone mentioned in one of our YouTube one of our bow videos they were like, "Oh, you guys really should have a speed camera gun so you can tell us really the speed of it." So we you know that's what's most important when you're shooting out of it and like, yeah, that would be cool. Who's you gonna <laughs> buy us a speed gun like a speed camera? <laughs> and what I yeah uh, speed guns can't they don't track arrows. Yeah right exactly they don't track quarter of an inch wood like flying by you need a you need a person or a car yeah or you need like you need a high-speed camera and then you need a background a background that that you can judge the distance off of at your frame rate blah 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 yeah yeah it's yeah it's not just like a it's not a speed gun (laughs) like right yeah all right you it hit 130 (laughs) yeah right exactly it's not gonna it's not gonna capture that that's not the the arrow (laughs) yeah but anyway. it's like it's moving zero. Yeah, that's because you're just seeing me. <laughs> but yeah, that's exciting. I'm 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 really excited to have that that bow and um and we started with a bow 
like a blank that I had already roughed out. So it's, it's like, I'm like, man, that's, it's so convenient that it almost makes me want to just do a bunch, like rough out a bunch and have them ready to go. Cause then it's like, uh, yeah. then they're ready. You know, I, it's like doing the hard work in the beginning and then just have it ready. That way I have a bunch of a bow blanks that are relatively shaped, you know, it's like marked off. And what I did, the reason why I did it that way is because when the, the Osage is in the full stave form before, you know, right when it's split out of the log, it takes a long time for that to dry and season. So the thinner yeah. you can get it, the closer to an actual bow size, you know, and thickness and limb width and stuff, you can get it. The the quicker the moisture will dry out of it, so you can make a good bow out of it. So this one's actually been sitting since 2015 in that state, which is pretty surprising. It's kind of cool, um, but yeah, that's it's ready to go. So I made it like jump from you know stave right to bow that's ready to be start to be tillered almost. You know, he's got to cut down a bunch of it on the bandsaw and thin it out more and work it down to its actual final proportions and stuff. But other than that, you know, we're already down to me looking at it now and thinking, okay, what, how much more do I need to take off before I can start doing a little bit of heat bending on the limbs to get them where I want them, you know, which is you know, usually in the process of Osage bow making, that's like halfway through the process. And this is after like three and a half hours of working on it and shooting, you know, and filming at the same time. So, right. You know, I, yeah, so... I appreciate past Dustin for all the work he did on that bow. <laughs> <laughs> if the, uh, you want to do the re, curve yeah recurve tips, tips. yeah so mm-hmm. that'd be cool yeah so i mean that will add more time yep getting all that stuff right will add more time but if we depending if we have enough time then hopefully we can spend a little bit more time on the testing of it knock right, on wood yeah. that it shoots well that it's close to what we want it to be poundage wise then maybe we can yeah set up some like spend a whole day shooting because right, usually yeah. when we get done it's like we're always rushing towards the end or right, we get excited yeah. cause you're at the end of the video. We're like, Oh, I think we can finish it today. And Oh, we have an hour of light left. Let's get, let's hurry, yeah, hurry up and shoot yeah, it. Right. Like let's, let's shoot the bow, make sure it's working, get a couple shots, thumbnails before it's dark. And then we're done. Right, so yeah. maybe, maybe we can spend a whole day. Like you said, distance test, uh, yeah. power test. Right. Yeah. See how like far it a goes. Good, I think that that's, that might be important to yeah. show that because, it will kind of look it will look like the other bows to the naked eye obviously it'll be thicker and right yeah but you know in comparison not by much right right you know an eighth between an eighth and who knows how much more wood on it that you can barely tell or a quarter inch or something you know like right yeah with that like uh the difference between a 60 pound draw and a 100 pound draw is not that big of a visual difference right right, you know it's it's like a yeah like an overall maybe a 16th of an inch extra overall everything you know or maybe up to an eighth of an inch which like you said is not doesn't look any different yeah so that won't look different you're right and so we'll have to maybe we can pick like three categories or maybe two like power distance Right. Um, I don't know what, what would another category be that you'd want for the high pa- the test of a bow. Um, I mean accuracy, but that that's not really. That, yeah, that, that has to do with really, the, That has to do yeah. with the shooter. Yeah, I guess it's really just the power of the bow. You know, obviously distance matters, but you know, being able to shoot at far distances that that is huge. But how much power it has, you know, when you if you can shoot an arrow through like plate armor. Right, that's the reason why they're why war bows exist or be able to go through Ooh. chain mail or something, you know, like maybe we could 
fashion some, up like, or, ha- or have someone to fashion us up something like that yeah right exactly or you know i mean i have like i have different thicknesses of sheet steel so we could kind of put them on the target you know and see what it shoots through yeah or cool. you could do like leather armor right yeah and maybe some type of chain mail and then some some steel right oh man that'd be cool yeah, see huh? what it does yeah maybe i can uh i can order a couple um what's it called uh uh bodkin points you know like because that's that's the armor piercing oh yeah kind of like a triangle you know sharp triangle point or whatever diamond yeah maybe yeah maybe you can get some different to get different tips to like try it out like the yeah. bigger one the heavy ones that are like fat you know you could hit a vegetable right. with that yeah, yeah make it explode a little bit yeah i think it'd be fun oh, yeah yeah, right, exactly. And that's what you were saying, you know, like take a day to shoot that cuz yeah, like we always get to the end of the video and we're ready to get it done and get it out. You know, it's like let's see. Let's go. Let's go. Cuz we get excited, you know, but yeah, spending right. some time to do some fun stuff and just put it through its paces. Then it makes sense of like why do you make a warbow? Oh, for fun, but also, you know, cuz it's for... interesting to see what it can do different than a regular bow. You know, than a I hunting wish... bow. Maybe I'll maybe I'll work on some stuff. Or maybe I'll, it depends if I have time. Maybe yeah. I can do some of the, like, stands with stuff on them, you know, like. Right, yeah. Leather and this and, and that and see. But, or, or maybe we get, like, a mannequin. I don't know. Yeah. We need another creator nearby who can, like. <laughs> make us some armor. Yeah, know? make us some chain mail. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Or maybe we can order some off Amazon. Something yeah, like they that. Yeah, uh, they have those chain mail, like, um. Uh, cast iron, um, like uh, wash rags, like dish rags or dish oh, yeah. towels, you know. Yeah. Like, so it might be like a twelve by twelve inch, uh, made out of stainless chain mail. You know, yeah. it's like they're small rings, but I'm sure we could probably get like some pieces like that. You know, just get some some chunks of stuff or whatever. You know, get some. Obviously, I can get some different gauges of steel. I have some thin sheet steel, like the roofing material for the the smithy. But then I also have some thicker stuff. So it'd be kind of interesting <laughs> to see what we can punch if, through. If you make small chainmail shirts for mice, <laughs> and you're listening to this, and can send it to us in two weeks, what about the yeah right? We'll we'll pay for it, and we'll but we need something. What about the uh, the little uh, soldier from Saudi Arabia. Does he have any anything? He's got a little shield, right? <laughs> shield oh, oh yeah, that's right. He has <laughs> yeah. a little tin aluminum. I got plenty of aluminum, so if you're wearing oh, okay. aluminum armor, it's definitely not going to be good. <laughs> but it'd be cool, like even with like I have the the uh, like you said, I have I have extra pieces of the the roof metal for the smithy. We could do a few of them together, right? You know, like put one and then do two and then do three and see how many we could punch through. Yeah. With the warbo, you know, maybe angling it at just a slightly away from me so it doesn't come straight back and try to kill one of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot right. about that. Maybe we need to, we might maybe need a, a protective. <laughs> yeah, right. A protective barrier somehow. Half yeah. barrier like pitchers yeah. have in batting practice. They've got like yeah. that, that right. netted thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's like, uh, was it the, the YouTube channel How Ridiculous? They've, they've been doing a bunch of different stuff like that. Like how many, you know, sheets of glass can we shoot an arrow through or can we throw things through, you know, and they like have the competition, how many they can do. Um, and they had that, they did like a shoot an arrow through glass or through, or through balloons or something like that, you know, to see how many you could do. So 
and they had the same type of thing. They had a some type of shield thing up where they were like standing right next to it and shooting out. I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably do idea. that. Yeah, probably a good idea. Because yeah, for people who don't know, when we shot up the uh, Mac computer to see if we could <laughs> shoot through it, the one with a uh, with broad a broad head, head, you know, razor tipped <laughs> uh, arrow, it came straight back at me, <laughs> and was probably I don't know I forget, I didn't know how close it was, but probably uh, yeah. a few within, feet within like five or six feet. But that's like you know you're shooting it away from you, directly away from you, then it comes straight back at you. <laughs> like Ugh. oh man, just a few feet over that would have been because I was off bad just day. I was off just to your right. Yep. Right, exactly. And then you were shooting the, I guess, the glass screen or something, yeah. and it just yeah. came flying right at me. I mean, <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we should probably set up to, like, whatever we can, scrap wood, scrap yeah. metal, just something tall. We can kind of lean, you know, have a little um, thing to hold it up and just right. something. Yep. Yeah, something something for a little bit of protection, you know. Like, yeah. just let's let's keep the viewers happy you know we want to keep making videos so <laughs> and the trolls are gonna be, oh what are you doing i guess those are probably the better trolls the ones that are trying to like tell us to be safe yeah you know, i guess thanks, that's all right. i mean we did almost get hurt the one video we did that before so right exactly maybe probably we should a good idea yeah probably learn our lesson <laughs> or maybe we set it up further away too you know i was like shooting like trying to shoot blank point you know, or, point, you know yeah, point yeah point blank, point blank. <laughs> range like but, <laughs> but yeah so, all yeah, that, fun. We're, we're getting stuff done. We're going to do, um, we have talked about, speaking of um, putting more work into it, more love into oh, yeah. it, getting more videos go. Well, not more videos. We're going to, our, our rate, really, our best rate, we think, is one big video a month. Right. Yeah. It's because we both have jobs and everything else and families. That's pretty much all you can do because you're still shooting three to seven you know days and then i'm i'm doing the same to edit three to two a week nights editing so it's just you kind of out of time so um if we can get dustin a stable internet right 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 around when we're putting out the bow video um we're gonna try to do one live a live stream once a week yeah. And it can be under, uh, like, you know, answering all the questions that come in. Right, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you can just talk to people and, and maybe be doing small builds, whatever's in the workshop. Yeah. Just, just and, and do that weekly to just have something every week where people can talk, stop in and talk and hang out if they want. Um, yeah, and I would do that more often. Like, the, the problem is that the internet here is not super stable and then also – the sound quality of it is not super great because we have troubles with the microphones for doing live streams. And I don't know why, because sometimes it works easy and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't work at all. Yeah, I, th- I think we maybe we can, maybe this week I'll look it up and we'll get, we'll get like a, an actual, a small switcher. Right. Yeah. And then maybe set up that the GoPro plugs into it or something like that, where you don't have to necessarily use your phone. Right. That was the biggest thing. You know, like I'm trying to shoot it from my phone. But if we had the GoPro hooked to the computer, then we could just do it that way. Right. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that works fine. You know, that would be fine. And then once we get the sound and stuff hooked up, then then I'll be set. Because something like an Instagram Live, that because it's designed to work with a phone pretty much, the the sound quality is always fine. You know, like I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just that's just what it is. And when I'm doing it, like trying to do a live video from 
my phone in YouTube, it's not really designed to work from the mobile app. Or it is, it's just not work, it doesn't, it's not done as well. So the sound is not nearly as good. You know, it doesn't pick it up as well for some reason. I don't know why. Right. Because I, you know, because I'll do, like, I like doing live streams and, you know, Instagram live is super easy. I just hit it and then I'm going, you know, I don't have to hook anything up. But I'd, I'd, happy, I'd be happy to hook up a mic if it all just went really flawlessly. Yeah, so. that, I mean, that'd be perfect if we could do the wireless. If not, maybe we just run it from your computer and we have the, um, you know, this, your, your, the podcast mic. You just use right. that. Yeah. And then yeah. it just kind of be there. But. Right. So, yeah, we want to do that. So we have four of those, and we want to do one more video, but a, a day shoot. Right. It has to be a single day, smaller yeah. smaller video, but, like, maybe going out somewhere or into the woods testing stuff out. or Yeah, right. Or just small trips or t- smaller projects, or if you just come up right. with something you want to talk about. Yeah, or more um, of the, like, you know three things to do right yeah you know, three yeah. tools for this or whatever since we did the um three tools for knife making you know we could do bow making and axe restoration and tool restoration and you know woodworking and whatever blacksmithing yeah so yeah i think those that, that was pretty well received that video got you know did pretty well and had good comments and stuff which is cool yeah yeah th- th- those are fun so yeah so we're gonna do more and i know we say that a lot but we <laughs> We have now we have a plan, and especially with this 100th video, and I think we should do a live stream too, just like a celebration, yeah, yeah. almost yeah, like yeah. when we hit 100,000 subscribers, just like 100th video. That's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely, and that's yeah, it's a great way to like thank the thank our viewers and stuff, and maybe give some more stuff away for free. That was that was well received, and it was fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so all good things coming up. Um, before we go, you want to tell last time we talked to you, you were on your way to a epic sailboat race uh, yeah, down yeah, the bay. Yeah. Do you want to give a, a quick recap how it went? Sure. Yeah. 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 So Gov Cup was uh, two weekends ago and it was, was it two weekends ago? Three weekends? I don't know. Whatever it was. It was uh, maybe two weekends ago. But yeah, we did um, the Gov Cup real quick as a, as a race that starts at the Chesapeake Bay in the in the Chesapeake here in Maryland and then sails down the bay and into St. Mary's River to St. Mary's College, which is around 72 miles. And we well, do it, it starts, overnight. It starts right up around the Naval Academy, right? Yeah, right outside of Annapolis in the Bay yeah. Bridge, Maryland. And then you sail south all through the night. We started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and sailed all night and finished at about 5-something in the morning. Um, maybe just like five forty-five, something like that. So, uh, yeah, we, it was a great race and we had all of the, all the stuff that we love and hate about races where we had, you know, a few, like an hour and a half of no wind. So we're just sitting completely still not going anywhere in the heat <laughs> of the day, you know, and then we had, uh, we had big wind and we had wind shifts and we had, you know, some good upwind runs and we had a nice long downwind, you know, the wind was behind us. We were able to put our spinnaker up and just sail down the bay all night, and, which is always nice because it's a comfortable ride and it's fast because you basically get to go in a straight line. Um, and then like a, a really great last couple hours going upwind and racing in the pitch black. And I was, I was driving the boat, you know, so I'm steering at the helm and, and controlling a sailboat at night when you can't see all of your, your different things that you reference to make sure that you're sailing correctly in the wind is all about feel. And that's just a super fun 
experience and it's not like anything else. So, you know, sailing in the, in the pitch black and working with someone else who's working my main sail up and down while I'm driving the boat. And we had high winds, we had everybody up on the high side and it's like three o'clock in the morning and we're all there and we're getting excited for the end of the race and end up getting second place again, which is awesome. Yeah. So we, uh, got second place last year. And then this year, uh, this year we, we got second place by I think an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. So the guy who finished in front of us finished pretty decent a ways ahead of us. Um, they got a really good wind shift in the middle of the night or kind of when it was getting dark and they got this wind, you know, 40 minutes or an hour even before we did. And so they just picked up speed and just sailed down the bay. And by the time we got the same wind, they were already, you know, miles down. Right. So it's hard to make hard to make up that, uh, that distance. But we did, um, we got second place. The person who got third place was only about, I think it was something like 40 seconds or something behind us. And That's we amazing. actually, we actually corrected over them. So they finished in front of us, but because of the handicap system, we, we corrected our time corrected over them. So we got second place over them. Right. And, and uh, to tell people the handicap system is different size boats. Yeah. Different size boats. So that way all, all different boats can all race in the same race. Um, everyone has a, a rating and uh, depending on the rating, you know, if, if there's our, our rating is 135. And so if, if someone has a higher rating, it means they're slower and a lower rating means they're faster. So if someone had a 140 rating, that would be five points different from us, which equates to five seconds per mile of the race. So right. after a 70 mile race, you know, they owed us a certain amount of time because they're a bigger and faster boat. So even though they finished in front of us, they owed us enough time that we corrected over them by like 40 seconds or something by 35, 40 seconds. Mm. I forget exactly. But, but I was like super stoked on that because I was on the helm for the last four and a half hours of the race, racing up wind, you know, feeling that trying to get the boat to go as fast as possible in the dark, like pitch black. And that like, you know, that 40 seconds, it could have been like made up. I could have made up that 40 seconds in that amount of time. So yeah, I felt yeah. really good about that. And that was the first time that I'd actually finished a race on the helm. So driving the boat to the finish. Cause we always, during that race, it's so long that we take turns on the helm. We all take, you know, shifts. And in, in the past, we've done three-hour shifts. This year, we did two-hour shifts because we had enough people that were homing. There were four of us that were taking turns. So it just makes it a little bit less rigorous. You know, you'd jump on, sail for two hours, let someone else take over. But the end of the race, um, I was on the helm, and we went around, and we were going upwind. And I just – I was like, I just want to stay on the helm. It was a high wind at that point where we were hauling down the bay, and we had all of our weight, like all seven or eight people up on the high side to counterbalance the boat, and we were just hauling ass. So I was like, I'm just going to stay on. If no one has a problem with that, I want to stay on, and I want to finish the race out. So I ended up staying on. But by that point, I was excited, and, you know, it was it – was, uh, early enough in the morning that after a couple hours the sun was coming up at that five o'clock hour and you know we're all getting excited so i definitely wasn't tired at all at that point but yeah that's be. always nice when the sun starts peeking up it gives yeah. every it gives everybody some life yeah you're like oh thank goodness yeah. finally <laughs> we made it <laughs> yeah it's been dark for 12 hours you know like, right. <laughs> like yeah or maybe not that line but you start to see everything like oh there's yeah. that that's that landmass is there oh that's what i was looking at for two hours right exactly you just see you know before that's just lights and things off in right. the distance until you get really close to something you know it's like, what is that is that a ship coming at us or is that yeah. just a light is that a light on the far shore and then Five minutes later, like, oh, that's a ship. We got to get out of the channel. <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely is uh, at different levels of stress on a race like that. But it was a great race. It was awesome. And then we, um, 
you know, we stay down there. So it's a Friday, Friday afternoon till Saturday morning. And then we stayed down there Saturday for the award ceremony and got some food and hung out, went swimming and then, and then, uh, stayed the night and sailed back. We actually ended up motoring back on Sunday, um, because the wind was directly behind us, which would have been fine for a sail, but, uh, we wanted to put up the bimini, which is our like the big covering for a sailboat. And to be able to put that up, you can't really fly the mainsail. And just sitting out in the sun all day long, because you know we start in the morning and sail all day. We really wanted to have the bimini up so we could have shade. Yeah. And so we could have put up the the headsail on the front of the boat, but we would have motor sailed anyway. We would have kept the engine on and just kept going. And and we were going fast enough. The and the waves were from behind us, so it was like pushing us along. So it was kind of a fun day of motoring up the bay but we were all taking one hour shifts on the helm. And this is everyone on the crew, not just the people who knew how to sail. So, cause anyone can just drive the boat, you know? <laughs> yeah. But in those waves, like we had some pretty good waves. So sometimes you'd have like a four or five foot wave come up behind you and like lift the boat up and you kind of slide down and we were yeah. watching the speed go up. So we were taking, you know, turns <laughs> competing on who could get the boat going the fastest Yeah. in those waves. Yeah. But it was fun. Made it back and had a great time. And then we all went camping for a week, which was awesome. Yeah. Or, That's or, good time. Know, some of the week, so yeah 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 man it was uh it was good and but you know we and we were planning on maybe doing the podcast uh while we were camping last week but you guys ended up having to leave a day early so we ended up doing so we just ended up skipping it but but now we're back again now it's uh getting to the end of summer so all the vacations are done and (laughs) it's like days skipped although you know i don't feel too bad about it obviously i like to bring consistent content to the listeners but uh is what it is you know yeah, no, we we tried, but it, we couldn't make it happen. We thought we might, but we didn't. But yeah. camping was fun, like always. I had brought the e-bikes along and rode them all over the place. It was, it was, a, it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it was great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you did your uh, your uh, recommendation earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for a recommendation. Where is that? Man, I just I just like had a good one, and now I can't find it um the instagram yeah it was an instagram recommendation um but i can't find it but let me see something real quick um i might be able to find uh hold on all right so i will make a recommendation and this is actually for um, an event that's coming up give me one second handmade (laughs) in vermont sorry i'm looking up now i just i just remembered like um and shoot uh vt i'm sorry it's um <laughs> it's, it's something somewhere sorry somebody it's, it's the center for metal arts um they do it's like a, a whole blacksmithing um you know and uh, and metal arts school and they have a um they have an event where they they have an event coming up where they're using their like gigantic 3000 pound power hammer um yeah. and here it is. Okay. Uh, Cambria Iron Conference, September 17th at the Center for Metal Arts. Um, so that's next month. Um, but they'll have, um, like, giant. they'll be using the, the gigantic power hammer, which, you know, when they're doing giant metal and stuff on that, you need multiple people to run it. And actually, I, um, I talked about, I think uh, Jeff Fader did an interview with um, – with the guy, shoot, I can't think of his name off the top of my head again, but <laughs> he was, uh, 
they were talking about it and how like amazing that is and the teamwork that it takes to run those hammers because it's not like there's no like kick pedal where you just step on it and the power hammer goes you have to have someone like running the throttle and the clutch and all this stuff together and you have like multiple people holding these giant pieces of steel so they're going to be um running that along with a bunch of other stuff uh, at the uh the cambria iron conference which will be coming up again in to the in uh, september 17th so if you want to check it out you can go to uh uh, Center for Metal Arts, Center for Metal Arts on Instagram, and uh, and check it out there because they just have some really awesome stuff and um, hand forged in Vermont or hand hand forged in VT is uh, is Pat Quinn. That's what I was trying to find his name. So he's he's the one who's kind of organizing it and running it through the Center for Metal Arts. So check out uh, check out Pat Quinn and check out Center for Metal Arts and uh, and their event coming up. I I think i want to try to get up there and do that because that would be super cool that's september 17th you need to try to drive up there or fly up there drive up it's johnstown pa so it's not you know it's only a couple hours you said vermont no uh the guy who um pat quinn his instagram handle is hand forged in vermont hand forged in vt uh, okay but his uh yeah but the um the what's it called uh the center for metal arts is in johnstown pa so, okay yeah, and that'd be cool. You know, we is can, it just we a can, day uh, thing? I think it might be a weekend event, um, but you know, either way, if it we could go up for a day or you know, because I think you know, a couple hour drive, it would be it would be easy enough to go up and go check out what's going on and and see the center for metal arts and all the the reliving of the past and blacksmithing, which is pretty awesome, and that yeah. like that history of that town and. And uh, and the coal mill, the forges and stuff there that have been there for a really long time, steel mills. Huh. So yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. All right. Well, I know it's kind of a short one, but we're uh, we're still again still in summer and still balancing all of our schedules. So <laughs> we wanted to wrap it up. But thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you head over to YouTube. Check out our videos. We did have the uh, the wine barrel table video came out. Um, last month at the beginning of last month in July and this is the next one coming out in the next couple days here for our newest video and uh, you can so head over there subscribe if you haven't already check out our videos um, support the sponsors you know go over to Skillshare sign up use our link in the video and uh, you know sign up for your free month-long membership and you know check it out and if you don't like it you don't have to stay with it but that will help you know everyone supporting our sponsors help us to keep making videos and make cooler stuff and, you know, keep us making stuff, which is what we want to do. And keep getting sponsors where you only have to sit through, you know, a minute sponsor in the middle of a right. 20 to 40 minute video. And we really want to, that is, I mean, now that's probably the only and or best way to keep ads off of our videos, which we always continue to try to do. Right. Yeah, but yeah. maybe, maybe you do prefer the one YouTube one because there's only five seconds and then you can skip it. Right, exactly. But I, man, I just really want to try to hold off as long as we can on that stuff because yeah, nothing worse than every three minutes an ad. That's what yeah. Google wants everyone to do on YouTube. So that's crazy. You can. It's annoying and not necessarily the maker or the YouTuber's fault because if you just do automatic, you'll do it. Yeah, and right. maybe they don't realize, or if they do, whatever. And YouTube's constantly pushing. Google's constantly pushing for that. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's just too much. It's not. It's it's like it brings it all the way back to old school TV. Yeah, where, right. Where it was like six minutes of content, three minutes of 
Yeah. Three minutes of commercials. Six minutes. Tease commercial break. Like it's. Yeah. We're trying to get away from that. Right. Exactly. That's the beauty of YouTube where we can put out content that's just like people, normal people making stuff and showing other people and sharing that those skills and getting away from the yeah the the high production of normal tv but all that being said you know a lot of us who are trying to do this are also trying to make it you know make somewhat of a living or had have it help us so if we can do sponsored videos then we don't have to do the little weird ads that have nothing to do with what you like you know so if we could do sponsored (laughs) videos on something like skillshare that is another platform that's sharing skills you know and trying to get give people that ability to do stuff themselves you know, then, you know, that's the stuff we'd rather, we'd rather spend a minute and talk about that. Because honestly, when I go through and I look for a video to watch and to do an ad read about, like, I'm getting excited about those videos. Like, oh, this is really cool. You know, like, I've learned a lot of stuff from the videos that I've watched on Skillshare and that I have then, like, use those for ad reads. So, you know, it is, it is good stuff. So yeah. hopefully we can do more of that rather than fill the videos with, with uh, ads, which we try not to do anyway. So this just helps us. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, if you want, head over to Instagram and check us out there. I did just post a picture of Devin and I with the new war bow. If you haven't seen it already, check it out. And uh, so you can find me at The Art of Craftsmanship and Devin, The Art of Camera Guy on Instagram. And then if you want to support us further, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash The Art of Craftsmanship and support us there. And for all of our patrons over there, we really, really appreciate all of that support. All righty. Well, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.